There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 857. Now, three minutes till nine o'clock. Score North Phil Mackey coming up in about 20, 22 minutes, somewhere in there. And then we'll attack him mercilessly. It'll be unbelievable. I'm right? so excited. I love a good mean girl moment. Let's just go for it. A little mean girl? Yes, let's just go for it. Let's back in high school. We're all going to just attack him. We're going to, everything he says, let's just go. What? Yeah, the problem is with Phil Mackey, he's got so much going on for him, and he's such an affable, nice guy that it's very tough to pinpoint anything that you could ridicule him for. I'll find something. Yes, that's the spirit. Mm hmm. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli, no idea why show canceled after 14 seasons. Actress won an Emmy for Valerie's Home Cooking. I didn't, uh, I didn't know anything about this show. Did you guys ever watch Valerie's Home Cooking? No, I'll be interested to know where it plays. I've never even heard of it. Mm-mm. Food Network. Oh, okay, mm. that makes sense. I don't think I've ever watched the Food Network. Is that is that like a lot of cooking classes and that kind of deal? I guess. I mean, I've never. I, I it's been so long since I've had access to just cable channels. So no. Yeah. No, that's, I understand that. Um, but Valerie Bertinelli, I tell you, she first came in the studio, God, I don't know how many decades ago, for Christ's sake. She was a very young woman. Mm-hmm. Could not be a nicer person. That's good to hear. She seems sweet as all heck. She is indeed. Food Network has canceled Valerie Bertinelli's long-running cooking show, and the actress says she has no idea why. The 14th season of Valerie's Home Cooking began Sunday. You know, it might be what you just said. I was just thinking that. Seriously, that, that nobody watches cable anymore. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. So this has got to be on one of the bigger delivery networks on, on streaming, I would think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes shows us to find their audience. And if nobody is, if it's an active watching thing, then that's problematic. Yeah. No question. Bertinelli uh, said they, they have... Uh, I have no idea why they're doing this. I didn't say anything last summer because, honestly, I was hoping they would change their mind, but they have not. So this is it. This is the final season. Uh, I, I would assume it's like, well, didn't we talk last week about the uh, the night shows, the 1030, 11 o'clock shows on all the networks? None of them are doing well anymore. They don't have it. I, do, do any of them have many over a million viewers anymore at all? It's just like so past my life right now, the idea yeah. of watching that. Yeah. 
but I mean, I'm in such a, I'm in a different stage than other people are, but like staying up late to watch an interview for me, just, just what? Yeah. I yeah. would never. Well, they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they got so good at just chopping up the shows and putting mm-hmm. them out as clips online. Yes, and exactly. Like if there's something worth watching, I'll see it in the morning. Yeah. So now we know that if somebody does go on a Jimmy Fallon or a Jimmy Kimmel and something happens, we know that we can just get it in our, our news feed or our algorithm the next day. So why stay up until 11? If there's something you want to watch, just stream it. Yeah. You know? So once again. Digital is destroying our lives. I mean, it's we, wonderful. We also are a digital show, so don't attack that too much. I know <laughs> we're attacking. I'm going right after it right now. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't do the things that we don't ruin anyone's. Well, maybe we do ruin people's lives. I never thought of that. Sometimes mine. I'm going to be honest. It ruins your life. Sometimes if I'm tired and I have to come in, I mean that's exhausting. Come the here. show starts at I seven. I work. My fingers to the bone for you, football. <laughs> I know. She shows me every single day. I know. They're worn down to the nubs. Thank you. Uh, yep. What are you going to do? Such is life. Such no is question life. about it. No, I'm, I'm just telling you, though, that, that, yes, okay, so a lot of things on digital really work. Obviously, we really like a lot of the things about that. No question. It's people abusing it that I'm talking about. Yeah. They, people that take the, the, the show, these, you know, Delivery service, all the rest of it, and they abuse it just to make money. That's the part. It's not, hey, look, I like having a cell phone as much as the next guy, obviously. Yeah. If I need to know anything, I can pick up my uh, phone, look at it, dial, you know, type in whatever I want. I can find it out right there on the spot. That part of it I absolutely love, right? Yeah. I can't say I'm happier, though, with the cell phone that does all these things compared to back in the day when I didn't have it. Like I get like emergency services and all that stuff. That's always great to have this big network. Yeah, yeah. But like I was thinking the other day is like that, that sitting around with that two seconds of boredom and you grab your phone to look at something. It's like, I can't say I'm happier because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That does make sense. I don't know anything about this next story. Fox settles defamation case involving Lou Dobbs. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. No. Lou Dobbs has been, yeah, I see, I didn't even know this ever happened, but uh, I used to watch Lou Dobbs. Was he on CBS back at the beginning? I can't remember. Ooh, I feel like he was an ABC guy, but I could be oh, wrong. Maybe you, know, was, yeah. you might be Yeah, you might be right. It might have been ABC. But he's been around forever. Uh, Fox settled defamation case involving Lou Dobbs. Venezuelan businessman sued over election fraud allegations raised on host's show. Wait, wait a minute. We're talking about you lied about Venezuelan elections? What? What is happening? What do you mean? Well, let me, I'll read the story, find out what the hell you did. All right, Lou. Fox News has settled a defamation case involving former host Lou Dobbs and his allegations of a rigged 2020 election. Lawyers for the network and Venezuelan businessman Majid Khalil informed a federal judge in New York over the weekend that they had settled the case. Reports The Hill, no financial details were released. As the New York Times notes, the settlement comes days before jury selection is scheduled to begin in a bigger defamation case against the network, <laughs> one in which uh, Dominion Voting Systems is suing for $1.6 billion, alleging that Fox hosts knowingly spread false claims that the company flipped the election for Joe Biden. In the case involving Khalil, he sued after Dobbs accused him on social media in December 2020 of being an effective uh, COO of the scheme to steal the election. That same day, attorney Sidney Powell went on Dobbs' show and said Khalil designed and developed rigged voting machines as part of the scheme. See, I never knew any of this stuff because I don't watch a whole lot of those interviews. Did you guys know that they said, said all these things? I had no clue they said all these things. 
Hmm. No, I, I guess I, I, it's been a long time. In fact, the first time you said Lou Dobbs was like the first time I'd heard that since he made like a cameo on Family Guy about 10 years ago. And that was the first time I'd even heard of it. So to be honest, I like Lou Dobbs, so I'm kind of glad he's back in the news. Yeah, there you go. It's not going to be back on the air anytime no, soon, but no, he's no, back no. in the news. Mm-hmm. Fox did cancel Dobbs' show in February 2021. Deadline sees the Khalil case as a bit of a sidelight to the bigger case that gets underway this week. You know what's so amazing about that? You and I read those stories, and it's like, Dobbs is probably ready to retire anyway, so he probably doesn't really care. And if you think that the owner of Fox, and I'm not a big Fox fan. I don't like Fox News any better than I like CNN's news. Mm -hmm. It's all just too self-serving and self-involved and kissing ass to make money. You know, trying to well point you in the right direction, whether it's far left or far right or what. Yeah, it's it's just not for me, right? Yeah. So I, I don't watch this stuff anyway. But if anyone thinks that Fox News is going to get crushed if they lose the whole 1.6 billion, Rupert Murdoch carries that around in his pocket for Christ's sake. Isn't he worth like hundreds and hundreds of millions of, or billions of dollars, or maybe a hundred billion, something like that? Does anybody know how much he's worth? I'll look it up right now. But didn't he just uh, didn't he just uh, tell his uh, fiance to pound sand? Didn't he? Just, yes, he yeah, did. Didn't he just tell us <laughs> he was like like days away from getting married, and he was like, "Yeah, yep. no, never mind. We're not doing he's this." Like, well, I can't afford this. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was nineteen or something. Wasn't oh God! <laughs> Is why? Okay, that's what's annoying. So annoying about these like insanely rich guys. Yeah. It's like so stereotypical. You marry somebody thirty years, forty years. You're like your junior. Just. Like, quit being so stereotypical. You're annoying. Yeah, I think his, his wife-to-be was, like, in her 60s. Like, oh, like, okay. like late 50s, early 60s. But also, right. he's also, I think, his upper 80s, maybe. So there's a, quite a, a bit of a year gap. Uh, $17.5 billion is what he's worth. That's all he's worth, the $17.5 billion? I know. It seems, like, weird to say that's it. But, yeah, when you do have, you know, the richest people on the planet that are in the, the $100 billions, let me yeah. take a look and see where he lands on the list. God, I, I thought for sure he'd be worth at least that. Well, still, so I guess that 1.6 is going to take a little nick out of 17.5. He'll only have 16 billion left. I know, poor guy. I think we got to start a <laughs> GoFundMe for him. Might be time. You're it's right. It's time. I don't know. It's, it's so weird the billion thing because I still, I'm, I'm still at that point in my life when you're talking millions. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. It's wild. I mean. <laughs> A million-dollar house. When you were a kid, if you would have heard that somebody you know lives in a million-dollar house, you would have been like, what? Mm -hmm. And now it's like... Houses down the street. Oh yeah, yeah a mil- they're about a million. You're like, what? Yeah, we we talked about this the other week where that kid from uh, the Minneapolis was on a flight and he was drunk and he was there was videotaped screaming, "My parents are worth two million dollars." Like, and then we looked up, it was like, "Your parents live in New Hope." Yeah, big yeah, that's, deal. That, everybody's got two million dollars nowadays. <laughs> My God, I'm poor and I, I still have right? you know, a couple and, of bucks in the bank. You and know? it's like, funny too. It's like, yes, yeah, so you have a two million dollar mortgage. Great yeah. way to flex. Yeah, it's weird to see that seventeen billion. For Rupert Murdoch, because I'm looking at Bill Gates, he's 120 billion. You got right. Jeff Bezos, 125. Elon Musk is uh, at 172, and then this guy from France. I'm going to screw up his name, I imagine, but it is uh, Bernard Arnault, 74 from Paris, 199 billion dollars. 199 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to make another billion before I care. It's got to get to 200. I yeah. just don't care. You know. It's a lot of money, man. Honestly, God, if you thought when you were a kid, if I could get anywhere near being worth a million dollars someday, that's going to be amazing. Uh, and now it's like, oh, 
Good for you. Yeah. I remember when Louis C.K. put a post out and he was like, hey, so I just got a million dollars in my bank account. Anybody got anything I can donate to charity? Because I I don't feel like anybody should have a million dollars. It was like, I was literally sitting in a green room with that guy like three weeks ago in like the chuckle hut. It was like, really? That the guy who still does the 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 one offs, that guy's also worth a million dollars. You're right, just a million dollars. But this was obviously before Louis C.K. was, you know, who he is now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even at that yeah. time, because even comedians you've never heard of are making, you know, Angela Johnson will go out and make two hundred thousand dollars on a weekend doing five shows in like Seattle somewhere. Just selling, really? yeah, just selling merchandise, and it's crazy. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, Michael Yo. I don't know if you guys know Michael Yo at all, but yep. uh, yeah, Michael yep. Yo, great guy. He was in town, and him and I, uh, I opened for him and did some work for him, and he was telling me he sold $15,000 worth of merch just on the weekend. Sweatshirts and yeah. T-shirts, you know, so there's a racket to it. I get how guys who don't really have that those names can still make a good living at this. No doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just a couple of comments. I like reading the comments section whenever you have national news stories that mm-hmm. are, are kind of, you know, a little testy. Mm-hmm. They should bill Dobbs directly for the settlement. He was one of the worst liars for ratings figures on their news network. He told the gullibles whatever they wanted to hear as long as they kept watching. You mean like every national news uh, station now? Is that there what you're you talking about? Uh, Duxburyan says, and here's how we know that Lou Dobbs was just repeating the company line with all these lies. He's not fired. I thought he was fired. I thought it was fired too, his, but I wouldn't trust. His, I wouldn't worry about the research done in the comment section. Well, that's true. That's a very good point. Yes, exactly. Uh, DJ Barney, and there's a picture of Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. Nice. So he uses, yeah. DJ Barney, my money's on Dominion for the win. Uh, and then finally, Mythbuster says, "Oh, I agree. Uh, think this will be eye-opening. It will have no effect on the Fox News watching MAGA." What the hell does that mean? Watching uh, Make America Great Again? Well, yeah, what? they just they just call that the group, the MAGA group. Oh, they call them MAGA now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what they call them? Okay. Uh, too stupid to grasp its significance, but people smart enough to see through the simple-minded Fox News reporting will be celebrating. Uh, and again, if this story was about CNN, those people on the far right would be saying the same thing about CNN. It's just everybody's got to be pissed off about something. Look, why don't we just do this? Why don't you just report the news and stop getting your tit in a ringer? Why don't you tell the truth for once? Yeah, but and the other thing I would say, what? No, no, I, I, yeah, I was going to say that's not, that's not how they make money. So I, no, they're it's not, not. going to do that. You're right. You're absolutely right. The one thing I love about it all, if anybody thinks for once that these people aren't directed on how to handle stories, because they are, they're told how to handle story after story after story, because you will notice, and again, I, I get if you like them, that's your business. I'm not telling you what to watch and what you should like. I, I would never say, "Oh, how could you watch that? How could you like that?" That's I don't. But you like whatever you want to watch. But whenever Fox goes after a story, they do it in a very arrogant manner, uh, like way over the top arrogance. And then if you turn the channel to CNN going after the same story, they look like they're going to all start crying for Christ's sake. So you got one that's all pissed off and the other one's all sad. This is what I get to watch is either anger or sadness. Well, they do their market research, so there's a rhyme or reasoning. So they do what they do. Well, you're right, because there's no question that it does work. So unfortunate. Uh, And reading the news isn't much better, to tell you the truth, either. Do you guys even know where to find, like, who would you, who do you watch 
Is there any national news program that's worth watching that's not all leaning left or right? I don't watch. I don't, there's nothing. There's no news that I watch. I like to read all my news. I like to look through things. I like oh, to look okay. at both. I I don't watch news, period. Like, this weekend, I got my neighbor Josie to start playing a two-player co-op game with me, and now we've been playing that every time we get go-go to bed. Like, oh, that's good. I don't have a news source I watch because it's made for entertainment and I don't, it's not my jam. I mean, like I said, love Chris Eggert, love our local news. We'll watch, sure, you know, yeah. those things yep. here and there. The I'll turn that is fine. And I'll even turn that on like when I get home and things like that. But no, I'm not going to watch national news. No, thank you. The only nationally syndicated show that I feel is still very down the center and still non-biased is 60 minutes on CBS. Oh yeah. That's about the only one. CBS Sunday morning oh, leans a little left at times, you know. But they have good segments sometimes. I, may, I love CBS Sunday yeah. morning. I watch it religiously. I've been such a fan. And especially when Gaffigan comes on and does his commentary. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he does his five-minute spiel every week. That's great. Uh, 60 Minutes. Uh, there are some really good places out there if you kind of dig. Like, if you go to Vice, Vice has some really yeah. good yep. in-depth reporting. Yeah. That yep. is, it, they don't care about what side of the aisle you're on. They're very much so just about getting at the truth. And I'll watch a doc. Mm. A good done, a well-done doc. I'll watch that all day mm-hmm. so you read the newspapers though yeah i mean i read, i look at the star tribune in the morning i look at you know i i comb through a bunch of stuff and then i kind of yeah that's if i'm gonna go into news that's what i like to do i like to read it how is that any better i'm not saying it's better but when you ask me what i watch i just don't because i feel like right. there's an entertainment value that needs to be hit on tv mm-hmm. that i don't enjoy and i like seeing things laid out on uh, in 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 word, I just do. But I mean, they do the same thing. Yeah. They lean very political. Yeah, They're no, really political. That's why, like, it is important to get more than one source. Like, I yeah. I have okay. like you know a bajillion saved on my bookmarks. I have news that I have you know a, a little folder, and I read. I look at a bunch of different stuff. That's see now that I think is very smart. You can read you know far left and far right things, centrist things. But get some balance in there. Don't just go to one or two sources. Go to, go to as many as you can. And then you can figure out the truth for yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I have everything from Google News to BuzzFeed to uh, yeah. Drudge Report to Huffington Post to Barstool to, you know, E-Entertainment. I have, and I know some of those are silly and whatever. You can look at whatever. But I like seeing a bunch of different takes on the same stuff. No, I see that. I think that's very, very smart to get a bunch of different takes and then decide for yourself what is real in your world. Uh-huh. I think that's very fair. I got no problem with that. Right, you know cool. what I mean? That's what I'll keep doing then. You'll have to keep doing it because <laughs> otherwise, if I just, I literally, I did not do this on purpose. I just said I hit a button to see what the next story up was going to be just uh-huh. to see if I'd want to read it. Yeah. Final juvenile suspect in murder of three teens arrested. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to see that. Uh, I know it's huge news. I am getting so sick of people getting murdered by the dozens every single day now. And it's you know, we've had problems with the violence before, but not at this level that I can remember. It's hard. I just uh, I should pull up the article because it's like one of those things where it made me very sad, but at the same time, it was you know it was in the Star Tribune about a family who lost their 19-year-old son. He was on a run oh, to a distracted God. driver. And it was right. one, it was just, you know, and, and I should find the name because it's so disrespectful for me to just start the story without it. Um, 
but it was uh, Amy and Greg Lavallee, whose son Philip was killed in a distractive, uh, distracted driving crash. But it's one of those things I, I have. Sometimes I go, I, I, the idea of losing a kid, yeah. you just can't yeah. read it. And then I go, oh, but I want, you know, and I know that we need to learn more about distracted driving and how bad it is. So I fight that urge because I get so sad and I get so sad. The idea that this yeah. lovely boy Philip was on a run, it just, yeah. But you, you, you play that back and forth of, Things you should know and things that you, you got to take a break from, and I think there's there is a there's a fine line to walk. I think you're right, but I think that's smart. Just just don't go to one, ladies and gentlemen. What I try to do is go to many sources I possibly can to look at these different stories, because you know if you go if you go right, then you go left, and you find center and all the rest of it. Maybe you can finally figure out the truth for yourself, right? Yeah, I don't trust. I mean, I barely trust. You guys, I don't trust Justin. I don't trust anybody. All of you guys are giving me no. Uh, I'm a mm-mm, no. Thank you. You guys <laughs> well, all have motives. Not. Even Justin has not. motives. I guess you're not coming back next Tuesday, then, huh? <laughs> next, well, well, I think there might be more pop I have to steal. <laughs> That's right. You got to steal the rest of my soda. Mm-hmm. Um, did we ever figure out? Have we got any suggestions yet on who we should bring in to, to replace Brittany on Friday and Monday? Ooh, we should ask Phil when he comes in. What he's? I bet he has got a hot take on it. Why don't we do that? We'll take a break right now and bring in Score North Phil Mackey. We'll see what he has to say right after this. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy, too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. 
They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is 921, 21 minutes after 9 o'clock. Score North's Phil Mackey now joins us. How are you doing, Pally? Good, and I, uh, I I have the answer for... Uh, so, Brittany, you're going to be out on Friday and Monday? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll be out Friday okay. Monday. I'm thinking maybe we bring uh, Rudy Gobert in to replace <laughs> Brittany. And that way, if Tom says something that uh, Rudy doesn't like, he can just he can just reach across and punch you in the face in the middle of the show. Perfect. Works for me. Love this. I want to wish him a lot of luck, too, by the oh, way. I get distracted by my own anger. Yeah. Well, that's kind <laughs> of the current state of the Timberwolves exactly. right now. Just, uh, you no, know, it is. They're, uh, it is. The, the wheels are coming off. They're, they're in the play-in, and they're, they're punching each other. And then their best defender punched a wall and broke his hand. So they just out of control. Like they, they just need to just take a deep breath, go do a meditation or something, and and relax. So I, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this thing ends. Uh, they go they go to Los Angeles tomorrow night to play LeBron James and the referees. But uh, can we just quit punching each other? Can that be the goal for this week? That'd be good. I think that's look. You got to understand. Some Sonny Barger, the guy who was the president of the Hell's Angels, said it best. With all these guys punching each other and punching walls, all the rest of it. He said uh, several years ago. He's dead now, unfortunately. Well, I shouldn't say unfortunately. He was a criminal. But in any case, he once said something. I, I really took to heart. We had him on the uh, on the queue one morning, and that's the first time I ever heard him say it. I don't think it was the first time he ever said it. But you know, he kind of had this deal going at the end of his life. And we're talking about this, that, and the other thing. And he goes, you know, it's amazing. Everybody's a tough guy until they meet a tough guy. I went, whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And Rudy Gobert, I know he threw a punch yesterday, but I don't know if he wants the smoke, you know. And that's the funny thing. There's like a, there's probably like a foot difference between, well, maybe like seven-inch difference in height and uh, probably 10-inch difference in reach. And despite getting punched, Kyle Anderson goes into the locker room, and there's a bunch of... I love how the, the Wolves are like, we're going to keep it in-house. And then immediately after the game, there's like, there's all these leaks. <laughs> there's like audio leaks. There's like a team employee sent a video yeah. out. And, uh, and apparently, even in the locker room, Kyle Anderson, giving up the height and reach advantage, doubled down on Rudy Gobert and said, basically said, I will mess you up, bitch, if you come at me again. <laughs> love it. So, uh, yeah. If some, what, what, what would it take for some... like what? Is there anything anyone can say to you guys in a moment where you would physically 
Like, can someone say something, not physically attack you where you retaliate, but the, like, is there, are there any words that someone could say where you would punch them? Huh. I, I feel like, I, for me personally, I feel like I am so past that now where I just, and half the time what people say is usually correct about me. Yeah. When they, when they say, when they say something go. disparaging. Rudy, like, you're a bitch. Rudy's like, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I complain a lot and I should probably get my poop in a group, but you're right. I definitely, I'm at that point now where I'm just like, yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, I'm going to go back to doing whatever I was doing. Take care. Yeah. And I walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's it's hard to think of, and and I am. It's funny too when you're younger, you want like your significant other and yourself to stand up for these dumb things, and then when you get older, I'd be mortified yeah. if yeah. anything got my husband to even get his heart rate up. Like I would be like, "Calm down, you're 42." Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it is. It's just different. You get older, and you just go, "I, I hope, I hope not." Phil is the answer I want to give you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. It's it's a and we've talked about the Timberwolves a few times uh, in our hits on this show, but it's it's thirty four years of mostly dysfunction, and this might be, you know, last game of the season. It it, 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 it like very rarely do the Timberwolves lead the national sports shows. I was curious this morning because you got you got the Masters from this weekend, and you got you got NBA, you got the NFL draft is on the horizon, and there's all this news all across the country. And I flipped on ESPN this morning at, at 7 o'clock, uh, Get Up with Mike Greenberg. is kind of their big morning show. Mm-hmm. And they literally spent the first 10 minutes talking about the Timberwolves' dysfunction. They said, we'll get to the Masters. We'll get to Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> signing with the Ravens. We'll get to the Lakers and all this stuff. Let's talk about Rudy Gobert punching a guy in Minnesota and how dysfunctional they are. All right. <laughs> But don't you think that, once again, the media and politicians and everybody's pissed off and angry all the time now. And I just don't fall victim to that. They're lying to you to make money. Calm down. Don't be hitting your teammate. What do you yeah. say? <laughs> I, I agree. In fact, uh, I actually this morning, I, I, I'm kind of a, a junkie for like sports autobiographies. I like to read the backstory of, of things. And, uh, and so Phil Jackson... Who, by the way, you know, Phil Jackson, it's nice to have Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and, and yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, but, but he kind of acknowledges that in his autobiography, and, and the whole thing is about team building. And, uh, and he goes through uh, the five stages in this book, the five stages of team and tribal leadership, and how once you get to, like, the fifth stage, it's just a big party. Like, you got, you know, you got Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and everyone loves each other, and... You can pretty much you can bring Dennis Rodman onto the team, and it doesn't matter. Right. He's not going to mess it up. Uh, but then, as you kind of go, like stage one is that everyone's skeptical of each other, and everyone thinks everyone's trying to stab each other in the back. I feel like that's kind of where the Timberwolves always are. Like they're never, yeah. There's always yep. something going on. There's always some drama. Everyone's kind of in it for themselves. There's always a coach on the hot seat. So again, 34 years of franchise history, and I saw this stat come across the local broadcast last week. So Chris Finch is the head coach. This is his second full year. Second full year as head coach of the Timberwolves. He just moved into second on the all-time wins list behind Flip Saunders in Timberwolves coaching history. (laughs) That's terrible. Second. It's his second full season. He's won 100 games as head coach of the Timberwolves. He is now in second place in franchise history. Behind Flip Saunders, the late, great Flip Saunders, by the way. Loved Flip. Flip was a great guy. 
he was, man. It is, uh, it's too bad. So it is really that's too where bad. things yeah. are at. I, I just, you know, I remember when when the Timberwolves came into town and the, we were all excited. It's like, oh my God, the Lakers moved all those years ago and before we were, most of us were even born. Blah blah blah. And that also we're going to get an NBA team. That team has sucked every season from day one. They're terrible. It is. Uh, it is sad. I know. I th- but I would say that's that's probably the thing that if I'm ranking the things that that pissed me off about Minnesota sports over the weekend, it wasn't even number one. I don't know if you guys like. It's been a long time since I've regularly watched Gopher hockey. I'll be honest with you. I used to be a season ticket holder for years. Oh. And I get it, Quinnipiac. You know, there, there's a lot of sort of random East Coast schools that are great at hockey, and, and they're one of them. But um, the Gopher hockey team, which has several NHL draft picks up and down the roster, right? One of the most it, – it, in fact, the, the, there was a couple guys from the national championship teams from 20 years ago that were asked about, you know, how do you think the, the 2002 team would stack up? And they were like, we wouldn't. This team would destroy us. They had the fewest shots on goal – of any team in national championship game history, 15 shots on goal against Quinnipiac. And I'm not trying to disrespect Quinnipiac, but it's no, it's Quinnipiac versus Minnesota. Why? Why? It doesn't matter if it's goal for hockey. It doesn't matter if it's the Timberwolves, the Twins. Something permeates for 30 years in this town. We just shrivel and choke yep. and, and curl up into the fetal position when all the chips are on the table. And uh, another, an- add another one to the pile, I guess, with Gopher Hockey losing in the championship game this weekend. I've got to be honest with you. If you had told me that in advance, I'd go, you got to be, there's no way they're going to lose to Quinnipiac. No yeah. way. But they did. Random factoid, by the way, as I was uh, going through the Quinnipiac Wikipedia page trying to figure out, uh, okay, all right, what's the deal here? So um, one of my friends from high school, David Marshall, is, I graduated from Buffalo High School in uh, 2003, and I, I knew that he went to go play for Quinnipiac, and I knew that he went and played in, like, the AHL and the ECHL. He played, like, 10 years professionally, never made it to the NHL. But uh, he is still the all-time leading goal scorer in Quinnipiac history. So uh, if David Marshall <laughs> is listening to the Tom Bernard Show today out on the East Coast, <laughs> congratulations on uh, your school earning its first national championship over the Gophers. We'll try again next year, I guess. All I heard, and look, Michael Bryant played college hockey himself. And Michael Bryant still, right now, thinks that the Gophers were the best hockey team, college hockey team he'd ever seen. But Minnesota can always figure out a way to lose, can't they? It's amazing. Yes, it is, man. At least our twins, however, uh, they, they lost yesterday, but they took two out of three. At least our twins yeah. are on the right track still. Six and three. You're not going to win them all. You're not going to nope. win them all. But, uh, but they're off to a hot start, and we get some... We get some 75-degree weather this week, so maybe uh, yes. a trip to the old ballpark is uh, Why is did you order. bring that up? Did you do it just to torture me? Is that what you're doing? Is that Probably, the idea? Yeah. Because yeah. the day I get back, it's going to be 47 for the high. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he starts laughing. Thank you. Thank you so much. For well, that happened. So my, my wife and I, so, uh, yeah. my wife and I lived in, in Washington State for a couple of years, and we moved back earlier in 2023, and... Uh, the first, and we're you know we're kind of thinking oh yeah it's it's February there might be maybe one more good snowstorm in the mix you know yeah, but we probably won't have to worry about a, min- a full Minnesota winter until you know next year like literally 24 hours yeah. later we get hit with 20 inches of snow just walloped no. upside the head 
It is amazing. There's no doubt about it. But it, it, look, I'll get, well, 47 is not bad. Anyway, I'm not complaining about 47, but it's not 78 like it's going to be in the next couple of days, you know? No. Mm-hmm. No. You're going to you're gonna get life. swapped upside the head for sure. Now, I do have to ask you, on, on our next seven games, we have three with Chicago. Chicago is doing okay. They're not doing great, but they're doing okay. So I want to take two out of three from Chicago. And I think if we can do two out of four from the Yankees, we'd be very, very lucky there. We cannot lose three of those four games to the Yankees. It would change our our thinking and the way we play completely because it is the New York Yankees. It's amazing, and I, I agree. If you can, yep. you know, get out, get out of there with a split and 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 just keep this thing going here. But I don't have the numbers in front of me. But somebody tallied up. If you go back to the Ron Gardenhire era, so you know the last twenty years, Ron Gardenhire era, and then Molitor, and now right. uh, Rocco Baldelli. The Twins are something like like forty and one ten against the Yankees over the last twenty years. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It's insane, That's and it's not here. like the Twins have been a bottom-feeding. You know, they've had some bad years in there, but they've mostly been division champion caliber teams over the last 20 years or so. But there's something about there's yep. something about New York. There's something about the pinstripes. And, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, the Yankees have better rosters, but it's baseball, Tom. Like, you know, yes. on any given day yes. in baseball, the worst teams in baseball still win 60 or 70 games. And yep. so, you know, if you yep. extrapolate over a full season, the Twins would be like a 50-win team if they just played the Yankees every game for a full season the last 20 years. Well, you're right, and, and I, I was I asked Rudy this morning, and I, we have not won a playoff game uh, now in almost 20 years. Is that correct? Yes, uh, 2004, uh, October oh of 2004. <laughs> uh, not and not a you know, not a series. A game, a game, one game. Just can you just stumble oh. into a five to four win against you know somebody? <laughs> and they and it's it is the longest postseason losing streak in America. I think it's North American team sports history. Mm-hmm. So if you take yep. NHL, NBA, you know I don't. I, there's certainly no football team that's ever lost 18 straight playoff games. Although uh, it may <laughs> seem that way watching the Vikings sometimes. Yes. It's incredible. That's and that's why the goal continues to be. And I'm going to bang this drum. World Series would be great again, but step one, and we should hang a banner at Target Field if they can just beat the Yankees in like Game Two on October 10th or something. Yes, just hang the hang the Game Two a seven to three victory Woo! that one time over the Yankees. Throw a party. Works for me. I know you only got one minute left, but here's what I'm looking for. We're at six and three right now. If we can come out of there. Ten and six out of Chicago, and uh, you know Chicago's coming to town here. But out of that series with Chicago, and then the following series, and it it's at New York, correct? The four games are at New York. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So if we can get out of there and be ten and six after those two series, I'd be ecstatic, right? If they are sitting at ten wins after the Sunday, April sixteenth game against the Yankees, I'm going to call it on Monday. We're going to win a playoff game this year. I'm going to call it. <laughs> I love it, man. I know you got to go, Pally, but we will talk to you later on this week. All right. See you guys. Bye, Phil. Thanks, Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. Score knows Phil Mackey. I'll say it again. I know I say it all the time, but I'll say it again. Those guys, both uh, uh, Judd and Phil, do a terrific job for us, and thank you. I, I really like talking to them because it's, it's not just the ass-kissing sports kind of deal. 
they're very honest about it. Don't you guys like that? Oh, I love how passionate they both are. They're so funny. They're emotional, yeah. and I love it. Very nice guys. I met them both for the first time. I had never met either one of them. I met them both the first time at that uh, over at Park Tavern when they had that uh, that gathering for us, uh-huh. and was very very impressed. And then Declan, of course, their their producer. He's what is he nine or ten now? He's yeah, like I think nine he's years old. Ten this month, so yeah. that's good. It was very nice of them to get a high chair for him while we were it was all at that. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah. It was. Yeah, and no question. Uh, by the way, I just got a message from Taylor Swift, and she <gasps> says, "Is Rudy still single?" I am heartbroken, you guys. Oh, you're heartbroken. I feel mm. bad. Okay, so here's the thing. She's written a lot of albums about Joe, her ex, her official yes. ex. Yep. And then on top of it, I wanted her to get married and have a kid. I didn't really care about the getting married part, but I wanted her to have a kid because I like when she's in the same like world that I'm in. So then she would write songs about that. So personally, I had a bunch of people reach out knowing I was upset with the breakup. So mm. so you're very upset with the breakup with Joe Alwyn. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel, yeah. And then I... I guess, so she did a bunch of performances this weekend then, too, and uh, she switched up some of her songs that were more about breakups. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling for for T-Swift. Oh, you're feeling for her but not for Joe? I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not emotionally attached to Joe. Oh, you're not? Okay, (laughs) but you're emotionally attached to Taylor Swift. Hands down. Yeah, did Joe write the song Maroon? I don't think so. This is a great point. Mm -hmm. It's very, very true. Is Joe wearing earrings that look like siding on a house? No, that's Taylor Swift. Have you seen the picture of her this morning? No. She has earrings on, and I'm not... They are... Her earrings are... And I have very big hands... They're, her earrings are the size of the palm of my hand. They're gigantic. <laughs> Makes sense. They look like toilet seats hanging off her ears. Yeah, kind of. They're yeah. little, four little squares on each one. That's I would guess they're about an inch by inch square, mm. and there oh, are four of them. Oh, that's what you wore to the Grammys. Oh, she did. That's yeah. Oh, from it's, a it's probably while a Grammy. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Because there's a CBS logo in the back. So yes, it is from the 65th annual Grammy Awards. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, those are some gigantic earrings. Now, I have to ask you a question. I'm not trying to, you know, cast aspersions or anything like that, but she's always got this look in her eye like, how can I harm you? I think that, ever, she, I think that like, they do the poses, right, when they do the red yes, carpet. It's yes. like that, like, look, they're not supposed to, like, smile big or whatever. I mean, I think that's just, like, media 101 kind of look. So, since you're such a big fan, how old was she when she got huge? Because she, that's been a long time now, right? Let's see. Her first album was Taylor Swift. Um, I went, when was it? Because mm. uh, she was born in 1989. Mm-hmm. And her first one was, the, it was called Taylor Swift. Um, For some reason, I feel like it must have been around the time of like uh, 19, how, she was 2006 about, yeah, I was, was her say, first one. I remember being in my 20s and, I, and hearing there was a country station down the hall from where I worked at. And I remember hearing the, someday I'll be living in a big old city. And I was like, who is this person? Because every now and again, there's a pop song that comes out that I go, like when Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway album came out, oh, I was all over that thing. I would listen to that and then go listen to Slayer. But for some reason, Taylor <laughs> Swift transcended, and yeah. I thought, oh, this girl is going to be big. I 17. Never... She was 17 with that first album. Yeah, and I never yeah. thought she would move over to the pop side of things. I always thought she would stay a country singer, but there was somebody that thought, all right, we got lightning in a bottle here. We got to capitalize, and the best move she ever did was get out of country music. So, yeah, see, I didn't even know that. I had, I don't. 
I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever heard a Taylor Swift song. I don't think I ever have. Yeah, you have. Oh, you, sure. just, you don't realize it. Yeah. yeah like, like your song, Shake It Off, Shake It Off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't remember it. Um, maybe I have. Maybe I have. I, look, I don't. From what I understand, she's tremendously talented. Correct? She's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I took my daughter to see her. Like, oh, it must have been five, five six. Years, five, the reputation to her. Yeah, same. And, I went, and it is. It's wildly different ticket prices right now. All we did yesterday at oh. Easter was debate if we should buy tickets for the show. I was like, you guys can. I'm not. Well, I'm, yeah, because now they're resale yeah, too. I yeah. mean, they weren't bad when we. I. I mean, like. I wouldn't say they were in like they were high price tickets yeah. when I bought them, but they weren't insane. Like now, the resale on yeah. them are insane. It's like a thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I have a question because I, I mean, there's no getting around the fact that Taylor Swift is very talented, from what I understand. I mean, I literally uh, love her. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very attractive young woman. Mm-hmm. No, no getting around that. But uh, look, I mean, it's I'm married to Catherine, so I don't want to, you know. Sound too odd, but this Joe Alman's not exactly homely. I will tell you. Yeah, that. he's he's cute. He's definitely like um, I'm not like a blonde. Like I don't. I'm not like a blonde guy. To me, is not my jam. He's like in the blonde light like look. You know, like. Mm-hmm. But um, so I don't find him like super attractive. Like when she was dating uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, like that's more like a jaded, dark-haired guy is my jam. She was dating Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, that's what her song, All Too Well. She was really young when she was dating him. Wasn't he like 40 years older than she is? Yeah, and so she was dating him, (laughs) and then she wrote the song, All Too Well, about him and that breakup, and that became a big hit. And so um, once in a while, that song becomes popular again, and all the Swifties are like, oh, yeah, we forgot to hate Jake Gyllenhaal for 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, so... That kind of sucks, Swifties. <laughs> you couldn't go with the Pavies or the Barneys. Yeah, no. we don't. We can't call our fans that. We can be the Barneys. Right? We can have the Barneys. Oh, it's, uh, it's Barney Rubble, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to start listening to some Taylor Swift because I, I don't. I must have heard her sing before on television or somewhere. But I don't listen to pop radio, so I wouldn't have heard her there. Her mm-hmm. new album, like her albums that she, I mean, she just can't stop writing. And so during right. the pandemic, right. she came out with Folklore out of nowhere, just like, hey, you guys, I made this album. And then Evermore was right after that. And then Midnight's was recently. And it was just like, bam, bam, bam. And for somebody, I mean, I, I there's so many artists I love. Like, you know that I love like Beyonce. I love all mm-hmm. those albums. A lot of them aren't making a lot of new music because they're, it's hard to be inspired, especially during the pandemic. So yeah. for, for her to make that much music that was really, I mean, I thought good, it was, it was so lovely. Yeah, I was listening to Dean Del Rey, who is a music podcast guy. He's also a comedian. And this weekend he was talking about, because he was talking about Taylor Swift and how everybody's losing their minds at ticket prices are in the upper hundreds to thousands of dollars. And his take was... What do you expect? Yeah. You guys stole the music. Yeah. They, they have no other, besides merch and, in, and like, uh, you know, uh, ticket sales. We've been stealing music. We've been streaming it for so long. Napster yep. came around and nobody paid for music. Yeah. Uh, I understand that we look at guys like Metallica when they got up and they were very vocal about stealing music. And everyone went, oh, shut up, rich guy. You have enough money. You don't, you're, you're stealing it. You don't, you, 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 we should be able to take your music for free. And then they went, all right, feel free 
free. We'll give you the music, but now you're going to pay for it in the back end with ticket sales. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah, yep. what'd you expect, man? Like, they have to go out and strike while the iron's hot, and they have no other forms of revenue. Well, I do love that, too, when people say things like that, because, oh, I forgot of all the big hits that you wrote there, Mr. Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Well, okay, so Red Hot Chili Peppers were in town this weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure ticket prices were... Compare like I'm sure you can compare them to Taylor Swift. I don't think they were. They were just harder to get. Yeah, because they were so sought after that it was. It's oh, really? the, resale it's the resale on Taylor Swift, and yeah. she's had four albums come out since her last tour, and so it's not like I don't think that by any means that the prices were that different. It was just you know getting them was so hard yeah i think my sister and brother-in-law went i think tickets were like around the 150 to 175 a piece somewhere in like there like upper yeah they were i think they were down towards the floor cuz i think oh, okay. it, it was around, then that's yeah that's not bad no. yeah you're right that's the problem is like there was probably a few extra seats left over for the red hot chili peppers so you could buy a ticket if you wanted and, to and i don't mean any shade because i think they're no. they're amazing not um, at all. and my you know my stepsister and uh andrea and justin my stepsister and her husband went and they said it was amazing but again you know it's just i'm sure it because that was us bank as well mm-hmm. Maybe a little cheaper than T-Swift. Sure. Well, thank you both for bringing up the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now I'll be picturing a guy with a sock over his wiener all day long. That's on you, my friend. Yeah. Really appreciate. Oh no, I didn't bring him up. You did. I guess he was wearing like a thong and then like a sarong around it at the concert. People were saying it was really fun. It was oh. a fun concert. Ooh, I love this. I love all of this. I'm getting some emails from listeners, baby. Uh oh. Holy Christ. I'd read them, but they're about 75 pages long, for God's sake. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody somebody told me, wait a second. This can't be the same thing because it said she's a Harvard graduate. That's not true, is it? Who? Taylor Swift. Who? What do you mean who? Who are we just talking about for 10 minutes? I literally thought you meant the emailer. No, 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 no. They email me about things. Not that's about why. That's why I go. I don't know if they're a Harvard. No, she's she's not a Harvard graduate. No, they must be talking about somebody else. In maybe know. she they, has one of those like um, what are they doctorates, the, official doctorates, or um, where they give you the honorary yeah. one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never. I'll have to listen to her music. I've never even heard her music because I, you know, it's just not my kind of deal. Yeah, I, I'll hook you up when you're coming town. I'll. I'll, I'll I'll be nice and I'll play some Taylor Swift for you. For I think you. it'll ever bring back rhythm and blues, R and B. It'll ever come back, or is it going to be this rap crap for the rest of our lives? Everything comes back, Tom. God, I hope so. I really hope R and B comes back because I just love it. Yeah. No question. We got to take a break here. Be right back in a couple minutes. Wrap things up right after this. Ever heard the expression, go with a leader? Why do people say that? I go with a leader because you don't become one unless you're doing something right. And in the world of auto dealerships, that means you can trust they're treating their customers right, their employees right, and must offer value that makes more and more Minnesotans want to come back to do business the right way. The Nissan stores of Walzer Nissan last month were three of the top four leading sellers of Nissans in the entire state. Now, I don't want to say who was number one, because I don't want the guys at Nissan Coon Rapids and Wyzetta to get jealous of Dan Resch in Burnsville. I'm Tom Bernard. My whole family owns and drives Walzer Nissans, and this April you can get 0% financing for 36 months on Rogues and Altimas, plus an additional $500 bonus on any trade-in you make. Even if you have to push it onto the lot, you still get at least 500 bucks on your trade. The leaders of Walzer Nissan Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids do things the right way, the Walzer way. So go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Oh, 
and tell them Tommy sent you. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at Professional Turf. Dot com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, 9.49 now, 11 minutes until 10 o'clock. Uh, we had talked about this earlier, um, The uh, being in Japan, eating sushi, things uh-huh. like that. Eating like this got two men arrested. It's the latest story of alleged sushi terrorism in Japan. What? I have no idea what the hell that means. Anyone? No, I'm... I'm nervous, though, because I love sushi. I do, too. I absolutely. I've never been to Japan. You ever been to Japan? No. Either one of you? No. I went to Epcot, so I feel like it's (laughs) close. It's close, right? Yeah. Yep. We're in Chinese land, as Mm -hmm. a woman said in front of me. Oh, God. She was in Japan, but other than that, you know. Mm -hmm. A man dipped his used chopsticks into a communal bowl of pickled ginger at a restaurant in Osaka, Japan, and he and a friend have been arrested for it. The Guardian reports that it's the latest development in the wave of sushi terrorism that has emerged in Japan. The viral prank has diners licking and otherwise messing with food items at restaurants that serve sushi on conveyor belts. So it goes by on the conveyor belt. You pick it up and lick it and put it back? No. Uh, Yeah. Um, Apparently, people are getting arrested for doing it. In this most recent case, the arrested man Toshihide Aoka, 34, and Ryu Shimazu, 35, weren't at a sushi restaurant, but at the uh, beef bowl chain in Yoshinoya. The two were arrested on suspicion of obstructing business and destroying and dirtying property at a restaurant, which they visited on September 29th, reports the uh, Japan Times. A video shot by Oka and posted to social media shows, see, once again, this is all about social media. Social media is going to destroy the world if we don't do something about this. The only reason they did this so they could get noticed on on uh, social media and make money, right? Yeah, I mean, we. It, the thing is, there's always been this. It's just now we have this other way of looking at it, right? Like, like there's always been this availability. It's almost like we have to change what we value. You have to, like, condemn the people, not, like, go, that's hilarious, Correct. you know? Correct. But they're never going to do that, are they? I don't know. I don't, like I said, it just, that's... Anything anyone does now is to become famous on social media because there's a lot of money to be made from that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand some people make millions and millions of dollars just by – and there a kid that – doesn't he rap or open gifts or something and he's making millions of dollars because people like to watch him open gifts? People love those toy opening yeah. videos. Yeah. Those yes. do so well. Yep, they do. 
but there's a kid that specializes at it, and I don't know what the hell he does because I've never seen it, but apparently people love to watch him open gifts. Oh. Yeah, it's called something like uh, like Billy Billy Box Opener, Billy Opens Boxes or something. I yeah, wanna something take, like that. I want to take that dad and shake him. Because every, because <laughs> well. every, every time that kid is opening something, he's like, Dad, get me milk. I want milk. And, of course, this dad gets up and takes off running into the kitchen yeah. and brings his kid milk. Because he's the, he, that's his employer. Oh, like yep. You're creating yep. a monster. Oh, that guy. I mean, that dad is, knows where his bread is buttered. Ugh. This is what I'm saying. We have got to do something about so It's never going to happen. But we should do something about social media because it's just—it's going to destroy the world. People mm-hmm. are getting crazy in their choices. When, uh, Rudy, when will you, or maybe you already have let uh, Kinley have social media? Like, when does that kick in? She got her. Uh, she got her phone. I was very against it, but she got her phone when she was in fifth grade, and then I didn't let her have any social media until she got into eighth grade. Mm-hmm. But she's so anti all that stuff. She has it. She doesn't post anything. She doesn't. Good. She does a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she does a little bit on snapchat uh-huh. but i had i go through her snapchat probably once every like six seven months just to be like i just want to make sure everything's on the up and up yeah and then she did say that oh there was a boy who sent me a snapchat and i was like let me see it and it was like it was like <laughs> yeah. some some idiot kid who sent a picture of his forehead and i'm like this is all you get she's like yeah boys are not creative anymore i was like oh good Ooh. all right so yeah we'll so, take a forehead we'll yeah take <laughs> so luckily she's not into it but she does have friends that are everywhere we go we have to stop every 12 feet so they can make a stupid tiktok and post it to their account and ugh, yeah ish yeah that's all i have to say not a fan ish. um is there any way to get it under i suppose you do it you choose to do what you choose to do and other people choose to watch it so there's really no way to stop it if people want to watch it they're gonna watch it yeah. right if there's a market for it yeah criticism will always fall on deaf ears of attention seekers yep yeah that's true they will not care what you have to say if it makes you feel any better it does not produce happiness seeking that out i mean they did a whole thing on like um, really yeah, they did a they did this documentary on people that had become like internet famous. Um, I think the fat Jewish was on there. Paris Hilton was on there, and then somebody who was like had gotten big uh, with vines. Her name's Brittany something. She ended up marrying um, um, a rock like an older rock guy. But anyways, uh, oh Tommy Lee, that's Tommy yeah, Lee's wife. Yes, yeah. yes, Motley Crue. Yep. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they did like a documentary on them, and they constantly have the the need to make the next post with the next right. likes. And yep. so it does not it does it's, I don't think it is a path for happiness by any means. Like it's it's not like those people make this video and get they get 2 million views and they're like, "Oh, that's I'm I'm content. I'm oh god, I can you know relax." It's like, "Okay, now what next? What next? I have to do the next thing." Mm-hmm. And it's always like just seeking that approval of these strangers. Well, it's not only approval, it's the money part, too, because they do make money doing that. Yeah. I mean, the money is, I think, more important than anything. Get people like you so you can make money. Money, 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 money. Is there ever enough money, do you think? Yeah, but there are these people where you go, okay, you should, you, yeah, you financially should be fine now, but they can't quit. Mm-hmm. Like, right. They, that's where their happiness derives from, is like this, the posting, the, the, the gratification of all that. Like, yeah, it should be enough, but it's, it's not. Wouldn't you be, I'd be a little leery of being married to someone who's doing that kind of thing. Because it's like, I was kind of hoping you loved me more than posting stuff online. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it would be. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, if I if I every two seconds I told my husband, hey, hey, we got to do this, we got to post it, he'd be so over that crap. He'd be, <laughs> oh yeah, my, care for that. oh my god, I, we both would. If he was like taking secret video of me and then laughing and we're posting it like whatever, I would be so annoyed. Like, no, thank you. You know, I was offered a gig working with this company. They wanted me to read children's books online because they thought. I don't know, because I did voiceover for all those years or whatever yeah. the hell it was. All right. But they thought that I could make a lot of money reading children's books. And I'm like, I don't want to make money. I'll do it, but I don't want to make money off of little kids enjoying a book. Yeah. Mm. Well, for no, I'm good. I, I that's a good idea, except that it was all about making money. It was not about making kids happy. They would be happy, but I guess... And what do they get? Advertisers? Is that what they do? I've never even been on one of these sites. Do they get advertisers on their sites? I yeah, I think I think they have ads. Like I know a lot they of do. the podcasts okay. that like we listen to for the kiddos, they'll have like ads, but they're pretty innocuous. They're not like they're appropriate ads for kids. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the no, yeah. sure, yeah, yep. Another mass shooting in public has left five people dead this morning. Just happened. Five more people massacred this morning, this time in Louisville, Kentucky. WHAS-TV and the AP says so. Six others were taken to the hospital. The shooting took place before 9 a.m. at a downtown bank, and police say the shooter had been neutralized. Oh, neutralized. What do you, what do you think they meant by neutralized? Oh, <laughs> dead. That's... Oh. Uh, Governor Andy Bashir tweeted that he was headed to the area. Please pray for all the families impacted and for the city of Louisville. So Monday morning before 9 a.m., you get up, you go to the bank, and you shoot and kill five people. What the hell is that now? Yeah. I just He just started firing at everybody. I didn't see his face. We're in the conference room. Whoever was next to me got shot. Their blood's on me right now. So it doesn't seem he had a plan. He just wanted to kill people. Yeah, like we talked about last week, that's the scariest person alive. Yeah, it's oh just God, yeah. the random person. I like. I totally get when things happen between family members or coworkers, but just the yeah. random acts when those things just pop up. That yeah. is the scariest person that is walking the planet now. Ugh, awful. Couldn't agree more, man. That's 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 terrible. I mean, to go want to go. Ki- There's not one person. I mean, how much I've disliked someone, leaning toward hatred that I'd ever want to kill them. I mean, it's just not in our mix, I guess. Mm-hmm. It just that's not part of us. Well, don't you have to be severely mentally ill to want to shoot five people you don't even know? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I, you guys remember the UPS shooting in San Francisco? Yep. And my, I, my buddy. Oh, ugh, I even hate bringing it up. My buddy Ryan Schmitz was involved. Uh, not involved. He was actually one of the guys who worked at UPS. Uh-huh. And this guy who was doing it walked around and just singled people out. And Ryan was standing um, at one of the garage doors, and this guy walked up to Ryan and one of the other guys and shot the other guy and looked at Ryan and nodded and turned around and walked away. Oh, my Whoa. God. And that, I think that was on like a, like a Tuesday, and they forced the crew to take off Wednesday, and then Thursday morning, Ryan was up, and he had on his uh, brown uniform, and he's like, I got to yeah. go to work. And his wife's like, you need to take time off. And he said, if I sit here, I'll never be able to live with myself. I have to get back to work. Ah, just awful to think about. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully we'll, uh, you know, the week will lighten up as we move. Yeah, right. I think it will. A lot of violence this morning. A lot, a lot of violence this morning. You'd think over Easter weekend, maybe that's what drove the violence is, oh, it's Easter. Why are you happy and I'm not? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. 
All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, pallies. Yep. Bye, Tom. Bye.